on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. Everybody out there listening, like you could be very successful, whatever you define success as. Just have your right team in place, your right systems in place, and be adaptable because no matter what business you're in, you just have to be able to pivot. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf. I'm your host, Gathering the Kings. I've got Dan Rivers on the stage today. What's up, dude? How you doing? How you doing, man? You know, we were just talking off the air and because I'm having a crush day, just had an awesome weekend. And it sounds like you've had some awesome trips here recently. You were just telling me you went to Ireland and Denver and and Boston with your family. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you. We're going to pull from both of our recent traveling experiences. Awesome. But Dan, tell us, tell us what kind of business that you're in, where, how you come into the King stage today. What are you up to? Yeah, I'm in real estate. Kind of a quick background about me. I've been in real estate for about 15, 16 years now. Started my journey about 24 years old in property management down in Tampa, Florida. It's actually kind of a cool story. I will tell you this. I was working at a bank, just, just uh, you know, one of the people who worked behind the open up checking accounts and stuff. And I'm doing a loan for a guy from Boston. And this is down okay. in Tampa. Okay. And, just happened to be doing a loan with them and I'm chatting with them. His name's Sean. And at the end of it, he's like, I really like the way you do business. You want to come do property management? And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but sure, let's do it. Let's give it a try. <laughs> well, this is the first time you've met this guy or have you met him like repeatedly? First time I met him. Wow. Uh, well, I'm sorry. First dealing with him. I might've met him like two or three times to get the loan wrapped up. Sure. Sure. But first situation. First situation. And I'm like, sure. Why not? I'll give it a go. I'm 24 years old. I'll give it a crack. Yeah. <laughs> I, I start day one. Here's 16 properties, including high rises on Clearwater Beach and, and different parts of Tampa. <laughs> yeah. About, Good, I don't know. Take luck. You know, yeah. 1,500 units. I'm responsible for 2,000 units, whatever it was. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that was my journey in real estate. And one of the things that it really taught me is you got to learn by fire. I had to get organized real quick and I had to yeah. learn and learn. Yeah. To learn the That's awesome, man. I love, <clears throat> I love what you shared there. I'm always going to try to pull out some, some things that you're saying, but, but you know, kind of underlying for the, for the listener here. But what I heard you just say, man, is when, when something comes across the desk, it doesn't mean that you say yes to everything, but man, you said yes without even thinking, you know, I'm sure you thought a little bit, but I think we can all think about those moments where we're just like, you know what, that feels right. Yes. And, and, and most of those, I think those moments turn out right. Right. So I think that that's easy. You're already dropping nuggets on us in your first sentence. Listen to the intuition, say yes, go hard, you know? So, okay, well, so before we jump into your history and a little bit more of that story and some of the other things you've done in real estate, I want to know at this level, right? Like at the King's level where you've, you've got a healthy business, you're making great money, you've got a team, all these things that, we, that we're going to talk about. Why do you keep pushing even at this level? I think one of the biggest, most important things is your why, whatever your why is. And you need to determine what that is. And, and, and that's fine. It's different for everybody. Like, like for me, my why, it's a little selfish, but it's time. Like it's time for me and time for my family. But it's me too. 
Because if I'm not happy, then I'm not right. They're not, you know, I'm not going to treat them well. So you got to know that why. So my whole goal is to just have as much time as possible. I tell friends and people all the time, I'm like, I want to be that dad when I go to my daughter's, you know, whatever she wants to do, softball, basketball, recital, it doesn't really matter. When I go, they're like, why is this dad always here? Does he work? What does he, what does he do? How is he always around volunteering and around? That's, right. that's what I want to accomplish. Yeah. So that's yeah. I, it's almost like a, a little bit of a trophy. I don't know if you can relate to this or, at all, but you know, when I go to events with my kids, I'm not the only dad, but let's just be honest. We're pretty much the only dad. And, and it's, it's not like a, I'm a better than, but it's like, man, I'm doing something right. That to me, like it has really nothing to do with the fact that nobody else is there as far as dads. Cause I'm not really comparing that, but it, for me, like what you were just saying, it's like one of those things, like a, a check for me. Like I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. If I can take the day off and, and go to whatever the, the, the school called it, like outdoor day or whatever. I was helping with an obstacle course or something, you know? So is that, is that kind of like what you feel there? Or is it, is it like a, like I've like, like I just desire to be with the family or what? Like, tell me, tell me the innards of what's happened on the inside. for you. Yeah. It's more of like, I'm, so I'm 41 years old right now. I'll be 42 in a few years. And I really didn't start the big part, the investment part, the working for myself, betting on myself till I was 38. So it's only been about three and a half years. Yeah. So I'm a little bit. I'm in a point in my life where I'm like, hey, yeah, it's great. I make good money. I do all that stuff. But it just, I, I, I'm on my second wife. I'm divorced. This is, it. but she is, I couldn't be any happier. Like, this is the perfect yeah. woman. Like, she is, yeah. and I have a beautiful daughter. So it is, it's really just about, I want to make sure that when I'm 70, when I'm 80, when I'm 90, when I, however long I live, that I look back and I don't regret time not being spent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that perspective of, I think a lot of time spent, especially in youth, you know, it's like, we're just after the world. But when you have perspective of, you know, whether it's a divorce and a marriage or kids or all these things that happen through the course of time, you look back and you're like, wow, my time is pretty valuable. And I would rather spend it doing fill in the blank, you know? So, okay, well, let's get into some of your story here. I'd love to obviously hear how you got started, but how did it transition from, you know, you working 2,600 units at 24 to, to, you know, obviously 15, 14 years later, starting your own thing just a couple of years ago, were there little side hustles along the way? Did you start or was it just starting three years ago? Give us a little bit of history there. No, honestly, it was, I had stopped property management, we'll say around 2016, did a little okay. bit of pavement sales, concrete sales. I had a good friend that opened up a company and he just believed in me. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. I don't know what I'm doing, but let's have some fun. Yeah, let's learn and sales. <laughs> and I learned a lot in that though. I just learned like the freedom of selling and kind of making your own paycheck to some degree. Yeah. And then my wife, one of the deals that we had when I met her, she's like, cause she was about to leave Boston when we had first met. And she's like, hey, I'll stay around. She knew something was, but she's like, I need to get out of here someday. Yeah. Sure, let's do it. So literally, I think it was the end of 2017. We just took a road trip to North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. And we realized we want to move to Charleston, South Carolina. We quit our jobs. I didn't, I just said, Hey, she, she landed a job two weeks before we moved here. And I just said, Hey, I'd really like to get my real estate license. I, I enjoy real estate. I enjoy the sales end of things. I kind of want to put that both together. Yeah. And she believed in me. She said, go, go for it. And that's, that's what happened. I just went, got my real estate license about five months in. I met some investors, a great local network of investors down here in Charleston. Yeah. I met investors and I was like, wait a second, that's what I want to do. I want to uh, invest in real estate. 
And it took me 38 years to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and figure that path. But wow. I did. And and I've been able to kind of grow it over the past three years. Yeah. And 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 to liken it even to the listener here, because sometimes, I mean, we're, we're I'm sure we have people listening who are in real estate, but we've got people who aren't also. But to kind of tie these two pieces together, what I heard you say is how you got started was because of the sales and like property management experience, you thought, okay, I'll take, I'll go, I'll take a shot at, you know, selling real estate, which to me is like, you know, you're in the business. Like you're, you're just an individual salesperson, 1099, which is kind of like running an individual business. Maybe you got a team member or something, you know, maybe as an agent, you got an assistant or something, but it's really just you. It's trading time for money. And that's mostly what listeners today right now probably are doing. They have a team member or two or three or four, but, but they haven't cracked that, that seven figure level yet where they've been able to like really press into leveraging their time, really press into leveraging their resources or, or key relationships, which you just did. You said, I took relationships and flipped my perspective to, okay, I don't want to trade time for money. I want to build a system. So in this case, you're building a real estate system, but someone can do this in business too. They can build a business system, which Rich Dad Porta talks about, where you have this thing. We got to get into this place where, we're, where we have this thing that's not dependent upon our actual you know, time in, time out effort. So I love how you started us off. I want you to tell me from that beginning of the journey, still in the history here, I want to know a little bit more. Did you just like, okay, great. I'm going to be an investor. Like, I'm going to go get money. Like, tell us how that actually transpired once you met these guys and then you started doing deals. Yeah, no. So no, it was more of like, I started real estate. I did, I got a, one of my first listings was a piece of land in a small town here. It's, it's junk listing. But what it did was I ended up meeting this lady, Rube, and I didn't know at the time, but she is now one of the biggest powerhouse flippers here in Charleston. Yeah. And she had- Was just she started, then? No. She had just no. started her venture. I think she might have done one or two flips. Yeah. And then it. we just started. I was her agent. She was flipping. And we just, we did probably about 18, 20 deals together in the first 12 months of knowing each other and just grew close and helped each other grow and get going. And that's when I, and then that I started going to the art local REI meetup. For those not in real estate, you know, your local business meetups. Like yep. just got around the same type of people. Yeah. And, and just met some Absolutely amazing powerhouses here. I mean, people, I know one of this guy that became friends with that I really learned some stuff from, he works with two other partners and has 4,000 plus rental units. I actually yeah. passively invest in his, some of his multifamily yeah. and just, just some great people down here. But it all started from just, just kind of just meeting a couple people, figuring yeah. out the business and then saying, you know what, they're doing it. Why can't I, you know, she's running a seven figure flipping business. Why can't I? run this more like a business, you know, yeah. because like you just mentioned cash flow quadrants, you could be, you know, an employee self-employed, which a lot of people are as a realtor, a yep. business owner, which is what I want to be. And then ultimately that investor. And I just really focused on that. I was like, all right, I'm in the S let me move to the B and I. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Love that perspective. Okay. So let's talk about along the journey here, especially since you, you've grown quite quickly. If you started, you know, roughly three years ago, you know, three, three and a half years ago. And, and, and here you are, or four years ago, I guess I'm over here trying to calculate math. Um, I mean, to be where you are now, like you've, like you've moved fast is my point. <laughs> and so in there, you've made some good and bad decisions. I want to know a good decision right away off the top that comes to your mind of something that, uh, that you've done that would be applicable for the listeners to take away that they could implement today. Hiring the right people. Give, give us no. an example. So I, I realized quickly that I can't do it all. And if I try to, I'm just going to fail. 
So I brought on an operations guy, director of operations, and I said, okay, let's partner up. You handle what are your strengths? You handle that. I'll take my strengths and I'll, I'll continue to sell. And it's so important. I don't know if you ever listened to Steve Schwartzman's what it. No, I haven't actually. It's a great book. He's uh, one of the creators of Blackstone. And he talks about bringing on nines and tens. Like you can all day long bring on, you know, sixes and sevens and save your money, but you bring on nines and tens and your operation just levels up. So I offered this guy a good package. I said, Hey, listen, I want you to come join me. I saw his, he was dabbling in real estate, but he had just smart, good person. And I was like, all right, I'm going to bring on this operations guy. And it just, it just, that helped me. That one move helped me just crush my goals last year in July. Like that, that one little move really helped me level up in business. How did you know that you needed, in this case, an operations guy and not a sales guy? Like, how did you know who to bring on? Well, number one, I, I recommend this. I don't care what business or industry you're in, get a good mentor slash coach. And my coach is actually a business partner in some ventures now, but yeah. she, she is amazing. She's a powerhouse and she runs her business very similar to how I want to run my business. So I got a coach. I saw how she ran her business and I saw her, her right-hand person is amazing. And we were talking and I was like, I need that role. And I figured yep. out quickly. And what I did was I jotted down all the tasks that I need done, what I like to do and what I need. I don't need a sales guy. I could sell and, and build relationships all day long because it's all about just caring, listening and taking care of someone's needs. Yeah. I needed someone to do the operations part because I got ADHD through the roof and I'm a still <laughs> more than five minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I just, we figured that role and it kind of rolls yep. into, I literally two hours ago just hired an executive assistant. Yeah. Because I realized I needed that role as well. I'm still not. I need to be more organized and stay on top of things a little bit more as I grow. So yeah. I said, spent the money and I just hired a, a 10 executive assistant so that I can have a powerhouse of a team. So I think yeah. team building is big takeaway here. Yeah, it's huge. And, and I think that what you even said a minute ago, like the practicality of how you did it. And, and for the listener who's paying attention right now, you have your pen and you have your notebook. I want you to write this down. He said he made a list. Like it's that easy. Think about what you're doing and write down everything everything. I was literally just on a round table this morning. And I'm telling a guy across the zoom, write it down, bro. Everything, everything from the email to the, what you did to get up to like everything. Some of those you're going to give away. Some of those you're not, some of those you want to give away, but you can't quite yet. And so I think that it doesn't, it, that's the delegation piece, right? You have to identify it first and give it away. And then to your second piece, which is the building teams and the leadership piece, that like, that's long lasting. Like, cause I can delegate all day long. If I find the list, if I find the list and then give it away, that's delegation. We can do that pretty simply. But if I have to delegate to different people constantly because they're not willing to stick around because either they're either the wrong person or they're not a nine or a 10, like you said, or they don't believe in you because you're a bad leader. Like that's the second layer to that, which is you've got to grow you as a leader you got to know how to lead people and how to pull the best out of people because that nine or that 10, if you're not a good leader, they ain't going to be there long anyway, even if they are a nine or 10, right? And you got to treat them for their value. What I, so, you know, one of the mistakes out of the many, many mistakes I've made in my life was I tried to, instead of an executive assistant, I tried to cheaply hire a part-time, you know, and I'm sorry, full-time, but an administrative person. Yeah. And they weren't a bad person. They just weren't the right fit. Like the sure. expectations I had weren't being met and it wasn't, their fault. It was my fault for hiring wrong. It was my fault for not yeah. really honing in on what I needed. So yeah. 
again, that's where coaching and mentoring help. They said, you know what? Bite the bullet. You got to pay this range and go yeah. get a powerhouse. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The difference there is huge. I, I normally don't share a whole bunch as far as like from my perspective here, but this is good. We're right on the, on a topic that I've recently gone through. So I'm going to share it real quick. So obviously I've got multiple businesses, different industries. And so I, I have done the team building thing. I know how to delegate. Like all of these things come at this point, pretty natural. But to the, the layer that you just said, I had gotten really good at going, okay, like this business has a manager or has a, a key person, but I have now all of these key people. And then there's this like gray area that is really me, but it's associated with all these things I have to do with. And so just to, to hone in on that perspective, for me, it was, okay, I've got a key person in all these different angles, but then there's so many things that I need to do in order to provide the value that I need to in, in each of the different businesses that I have. And I needed someone to help me with that, right? Like to know a little bit of all of it or to be that executive assistant really is what it is to do all of the things with me or to support me. And as I'm doing it, it's not just they're associated to this one business or to this one project or this one deal. It's like, no, that they've got a little bit of everything. And then really now they have the keys to everything. In fact, I just gave her some information the other day. She said, I can effectively ruin you with all the information that you've given me. I was like, yep, thank goodness that you won't, you know? <laughs> but it's like, man, you really want to give something away. You give away, you know, that, that, that close best thing, that, that executive assistant role. I know the next 12 months for you is going to be incredible as far as growth-wise because you just freed yourself of so many different, you know, things that that person's going to do for you. It's going to be incredible. And it's scary too. It's scary. Like, again, yeah, I grew quickly. So you got to realize I haven't been making crazy money for 10 years. It's been a right. couple years of some strength. So like, it's a little bit harder to do that. And I just said, you know what? I believe in myself. I just had to believe in myself. I'm like, yeah. I, I've already been gambling on myself. It's my wife gambles on me. Like, yep. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. And, and you got to think of it in short, like maybe it's six months. You think of it's 12. A lot of people are like, oh, I got to hire this person. I'm paying them. We'll just throw a number like paying someone's hundred grand a year. Right. Like, oh, why don't you break it down? You're paying them eight grand a month. or eighty Right. Yeah. But something doesn't work out in six months, then you make a change at that point. Um, yep. It's amazing on what you can accomplish when you bet on yourself. Yeah. I love that because I think that if I, if we're being honest, the listener right now, they've bet on themselves for sure because they're not working for somebody else, right? They, they did take the leap. They do run a good business, but it's limited. They haven't moved on because of this right here. I mean, there's several things. I mean, team building, hiring, delegating, all these things we've been talking about. But this is the baseline of it. You haven't hired out or really pressed into finding the right person or, or fighting through some of the bad people because you haven't bet on yourself enough. You haven't been willing to pay enough because you haven't bet on yourself enough. You haven't uploaded or upgraded your level, your leadership skill because you haven't believed in yourself or bet on yourself enough. And so I think that what you just said is probably the bedrock, dude. Like if I had to sum up Probably what is keeping the listener right now in where they are, they just haven't bet on themselves deeply enough, right? And it's it's hard. It's hard because obviously it's super hard believe in themselves. I'm sure they believe in themselves. But it's like it's it's scary when, at least for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, when someone else's livelihood is in my hands. Yeah. Like I don't care about myself. I'll figure out myself. But when someone else's livelihood's in my hands, that's yeah. a next level of responsibility. And that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, you kind of already said, you kind of correlated that a little bit to a bad decision, but I'm going to ask you anyway, what's a, what's something that you did that you just 
you know, face palm. You wish you, you couldn't you take it back. You know, something that you could keep us away from a bad decision. What, what was that? So many, but I will go, which by the way, I do have a motto. It's either you win or you learn. You never, you never fail. You never lose. You win or you learn. So my biggest learning lesson. Well, one of my big ones was, especially in a market like this. So one of my avenues of, of businesses is flipping homes. Okay. Yeah. And I was about to go to Hawaii's baby moon. It's like literally three days before I go look at a home. And down here in Charleston, South Carolina, I don't know if it's where you're at, but this big termite issues down here, mm -hmm. like there's a lot of termites and they could do a lot of destruction just in six months. Oh yeah. So I looked at a house real quick. I looked down, I saw a little bit of damage. I, I knew a number I had, I don't know, we'll say, you know, $50,000 budget to renovate this home. Yeah. I go away, lock it up. They start doing the work. They open up the walls, $35,000 change alert. $35,000. And the contractor was not ripping me off. He had to rebuild the entire structure of the house in about five. Wow. You didn't make up, the money on that deal. I almost did because of an appraising market. And I had it under contract and I would have made like $1,500, but it didn't appraise. So I lost $7,500. I'm always happier I lost money because it needed to like, that was like, it, it needed to be a learning lesson. That was, yeah. no matter how much you're in a rush, it's, I have systems in place. Get that termite inspector out there check the, and, and it could be the same. And I know this, like you said, a lot of people have a lot of different businesses. It could be the same to any business. Make sure you do your due diligence. It's yep. just the bottom line. Don't skip over something because you've been doing enough of them and you think you're okay. Yeah. I love that perspective. You know, when you said that, I, I'm glad I got the loss basically. Right. And I used to say this when I played basketball, especially if we were in tournament style, if, if we could, if we could get a loss early and still like circle back, as the underdog, I, that was always my preference. Not that I wanted to lose, but I would much rather show up to the championship game with a loss as opposed to being undefeated for this exact reason, because we've been through it. We know what it feels like to, to be pressurized all the way and then to not come back. And so we know we knew how to push through. And that's why the underdog wins sometimes is because they've, they've been through that, that moment, or in this case, when you, when you got the loss. So now you know what to do in that, that termite scenario. So <laughs> you, you learned, as you said. Okay. So thinking about decisions now, and obviously decisions are huge in our business, but like you've given us a good and bad one. Do you have a discipline or like a process that you follow to like help you make good ones repeatedly? Yeah, so what I've been trying to implement again, I know I mentioned a little bit, but my ADHD mind, I'm all over the place a lot, but that's why I'm bringing in the team is I just sat down and we started doing a lot of checklists. So pretty much for everything that we do. So I know, I don't think I really went over this too much, but I have a few different branches. So I'm a, I'm a real estate agent here in Charleston, South Carolina. Yep. I do about 60 deals a year on the real estate side, on the retail. I flip, I do flip a certain amount of homes. I actually go by gross income, necessarily number of homes. Yeah, that's great. I analyze my goals. So retail, flip, buy and hold. I do some private money lending yep. with some partners. And then we do some off marketing. I don't like to say wholesale because we honestly, we off market to try to keep them for ourselves or for my clients. Yeah, so it's kind exactly. of a, 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 a array of different businesses. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I just uh, got off track there. The, your, pr your process to making good decisions. Thank you. So each one of those, we have checklists for each one. So when it comes to residential sales, not only do I have a buyer and a seller packet, I can give to my clients so that they know what to expect. Then I also have the internal checklist for flipping. We have the internal checklist before we purchase it. And after we purchase it, how we're handling with the contractor. So I think SOPs and checklists are extremely important. And they don't have to be perfect and they're, they're working documents. That's fine. Right. Just get something in place. And then when you make a mistake, you, you add that, you don't do it again. <laughs> right. That's right. 
No, it's it that's a that that process that you just described is applicable in every business. Not only just write down what you're doing, that also as you write it down, um, it'll give you perspective of like, do I need to do that step? Does that step belong there? Like just the fact that you just write it down is step one. But then what you said there at the end of just it's all right. It doesn't have like this isn't the final version. You can change it. If you mess up, you just you just add it in. You don't forget it next time. Not one decision is going to take you down unless you let it be the thing that just happens over and over and over. Right. And that's the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So you just it, yeah. as long as you're adaptable and your system is, is systematic, like you can do this. Everybody out there listening, like you could be very successful, whatever you define success as. Just have your right team in place, your right systems in place, and be adaptable because no matter what business you're in, especially real estate right now, you see everything rocking. Yep. You just have to be able to pivot. Yep. Pivot and move. I love it. Okay. So are you ready for the uh, the speed round here, Dan? Yep. Mr. Rivers on the speed round. Here we go. One metric. You can only pick one. In all the different businesses that you just told me about, what's the one metric that you would track forever and ever? Forever and ever, meaning? You could only pick the one. On how my business is surviving? Sure. <laughs> I was going to say, if I can go more personal route, I'd say relationships. How many okay. relationships I have. That'd be the metric of, if I'm successful, I'm around right. successful people. Yeah. Okay. And so does that, do you think that that translates into the businesses also? Is it relationships? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I've created some of my businesses because of relationships. I think that's one of the strongest things I could, my private money lending business, I'm with some amazing people. And we are actually, one of my coaches say, I'm sorry, I know speed round, but sorry. I'd rather have a piece of watermelon than a whole grape. And like, you just, yeah. you just need that. Like if you're around great people and you're working with great people, it, your checks and balances are in place and you could do some amazing things. So yeah, I'd say relationships with people. That's good, man. Okay. And what book would you recommend that a six figure earner or a business owner read? I'm actually listening to an audiobook right now called Psychology of Money and it's amazing. Okay. Very good. What's your, what's your takeaway so far in that book? Just that it's. I think one of the biggest takeaways is everybody's going to look at life and money differently because it's 99.5% based on your experiences and you only experience 0.00001 of what like the world has to offer. Sure. So like, don't just write someone off because they may think different than you because they have different experiences. And I mean, it's just, it's a very powerful book. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. Sounds like, it sounds like. One that would encourage one to be open-minded, which I think open-mindedness for growth brings, like you said, the team members, the ability to delegate, like you're open to all these probably new concepts that you're not doing in your business or not doing very well right now. And, and that's why you probably haven't gotten past the six-figure mark yet. So this is super practical. I'm loving what, uh, what Dan's giving to you. So what is the, the actually, <clears throat> do you intentionally network and or mastermind with other entrepreneurs and why? Yes. Absolutely. Like we just talked about coming back from Denver, being in yeah. those groups. I think it's important to be in groups, but in the right groups. Yeah, um, I think it's got to be your fit. It's got to be your personality around the proper people. Because right now, when the economy is booming, everybody's an expert. Everybody can teach you how to be better. Yep, but that's right. I want to be in groups that I know are going to be around for the next 10, 15 years. And I'm really going to learn some stable, valuable lessons from, not get rich quick. Yeah. So good. I can't emphasize enough how important it is to be in the right rooms with the right people, paying attention and following their lead. Yep, love that. Okay, if you only had one hour in the week to work on the business, what would you do in that hour to successfully run your business like you do now? I would 
just look at the macros. I look at my KPIs on how the, the business is operating. I would look at the major items that are bringing in the most money, bringing in the most revenue, and then meet with my team and make sure they have the proper direction to execute. Boom. Just like that. Last question. You ready? Yes. If you lost it all, what would you do? Start over again. <laughs> you sound would, so confident. I would. I mean, once you learn, once you've been in that room and you've, you've made money and you've done it, it's not really, you, you've, you've gained knowledge. Like you didn't lose it all. You might've lost your money. You didn't lose your knowledge. You didn't lose your relationships unless you burnt them, which hopefully yeah. you did. It's true. You just lost money. So now at this point, you just rebuild it. Yeah. Love the simplicity of that answer. Dan, how, you've got a lot of ways or reasons why someone would want to connect with you. I mean, obviously you're a wealth of knowledge when it comes to business and team building. You're doing deals. I'm sure that there's deals that people can get in on with you if they want to invest or if they just connected with you and they want to like reach out. How can they find you? Yeah, you can go. My website is danrivers.com. Nice and easy. So you can go in there. You can take a look at what I'm about and you can connect with me in there. And Instagram, it's at Dan Rivers Realtor Investor. So you can also hop on Instagram and catch me. But yeah, please go to danrivers.com. It's awesome, man. The, the value that you've provided today, both in and out of just the real estate investment space, I think is awesome. But I think the key takeaways here, if the listener was paying attention, they're going to have some growth. So thank you for adding value. We do not take it lightly. We wish you absolutely nothing but success in all that you're doing. Yeah, thank you for having me, Chaz. I really appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine-figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together one thousand kings specifically who are grateful but not done we're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business family and communities and here's what we believe that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy so if that relates and and resonates with you and you know that you need people around you sharp qualified other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.